Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm currently recording this on 4th of July, because 4th of July has kind of like been a rain out where I am. Uh, it's raining, it's on and off, and uh, hopefully you'll be listening to this after your holiday, and hope it was all well. Uh, hope nobody blew their fingers off or anything like that, because... That's an absolute nightmare, and I know that that happens a lot. Uh, tis the season, right, for people to lose uh, limbs and shit like that. But let's not talk about the dark stuff. Let's let's get into a lighter tone. Let's get into a little bit lighter, because that's the reason that this movie exists uh, that we're going to talk about now. This is episode 68 of the Movie Thoughts podcast. So if you've been listening, thank you. And if not, welcome. This is the podcast. Talk movies. I give my thoughts. Some new, some old. Uh, I recently just did all the Indiana Joneses, so you go check that out. But about ten episodes ago, it was probably yeah, probably about episode fifty-eight. Uh, I talked about Batman, and I talked about Bat. Well, I talked about Batman eighty-nine, uh, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton classic, and then I talked about Batman Returns, uh, the sequel starring Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer, because I was getting ready for The Flash, but now The Flash has come and gone, I'm not going to get into that movie, uh, I've talked about it, uh, you know, uh, till I've thrown up, so I'm not going to talk about that anymore, but we're going to move on with the series of those original four Batman movies from the 90s, because there's just stuff to talk about with those movies, and the next one is Batman Forever, yes, um, so a couple things with this one, Tim Burton stepped away, Joel Schumacher stepped in. Joel Schumacher, a good director, right? Uh, I mean, St. Almost Fire, The Lost Boys. I like him. I enjoy his stuff. Uh, they brought him in. Uh, as I delved into in the previous Batman episode, things got dark with Batman Returns, right? People were not happy. Parents were not happy. McDonald's was not happy because uh, they had Happy Meal toys that were promoting a film where... Uh, a guy in a penguin uh, costume was was, you know, biting people's nose off, uh, noses off, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in a skin tight, um, you know, cat suit and a lot of sexual innuendos and all that fun stuff. The point is, apparently, it was too adult, right? I mean, listen, I'm a child of the '80s. I'm born in '88. I saw Batman Returns. I don't think I seen it in theaters, but I watched it on TV in rotation. I had those same Happy Meal toys and like my parents never gave a shit. I mean, they weren't neglectful parents or anything like that, but my parents never said, "Oh, this is bullshit. This is adult themes." It was fucking Batman. It's a guy in a bat costume. It's a guy dressed up like a penguin. They fight. Get over it. But unfortunately, that was not the consensus. Um uh people weren't happy. So, you know, Warner Brothers didn't really they kind of pushed Tim Burton away. Uh, from this one, they really didn't want him to do another one, and they brought in Joel Schumacher, they kept on Tim Burton as a producer, and they tried to lighten it up uh, a lot, I mean, and they do, and it's, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, it gets goofy at times, but, like, Batman Forever is one that I've seen in theaters, you know, Batman Forever is, like, the, the, the pinnacle, what year is this? This is 1995, so... June 16th, 1995, in the United States. I remember going to this for somebody's birthday or something like this. This is prime age for me, you know, uh, where just to enjoy Batman in a theater. And at this point, 
I had seen both other Batmans, you know, and this one was lighter. I, full disclosure, and I think a lot of people could agree with me at this age, I liked this fucking movie when I was a kid. I liked it a lot. I didn't see any, uh, you know, other than a different actor playing Batman, Val Kilmer, who we'll talk about in a little bit. There was no, like, disconnect from the other movies. You know, I definitely remember the neon lights being something. I definitely remember that being a little bit different from Tim Burton's Gotham. But when you're a kid and you're watching Batman, it's all the same shit, right? You're like, oh, there's a new actor playing it. Uh, And Val Kilmer, let's get to him. Now, Val Kilmer, I think, is a good Batman. Uh, Is he in a great Batman movie? No. Batman Forever, at the end of the day, is is a fine Batman movie. It's fun. It goes back to uh, some of the, you know, cheeky elements that were you know, known from Batman, the, the 66 series starring Adam West. And that's fine. It, it tried to make it lighter. That was Warner Brothers' goal. And I believe that they got the movie they wanted. Um, you know, box office-wise, it was successful. Uh, as I said, it was popular. They could, you know, play. They could they could have glasses at, a, was it McDonald's, I think? You know, two-faced glass and a drinking glasses I'm talking about. And which I also had the the whole set. They're beautiful. I need to acquire another set because I just absolutely love those glasses growing up. But they could have that. They didn't have to feel weird about it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cast. Now, so there was a thing we'll get into. I'm not going to like delve into the, the alternate versions of what this movie could have been. But so Tommy Lee Jones uh, joins as Two-Face. And now if you've been following the Batman series to this point, you realize that Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent in Batman 89. Uh, apparently, uh, they had to buy out Billy D. Williams. I, I mean, I've heard mixed things of why they did it. I believe Tim Burton's original intent was to eventually have Billy D. Williams play Two-Face. Uh, I know in, in comics and, you know, recently they've they've delved into that. They have they did a Batman 89 comic that kind of continued from where that movie left off. Tommy Lee Jones, he's doing his fuck. I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing his thing in this movie. Um, <laughs> he's all over the place. And, like, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about him in a sec when we talk about Jim Carrey. But originally, Robin Williams was going to play Riddler. And unfortunately, that, that I mean, that would have been great. Uh, his Riddler seeing it, maybe uh, it would have been nice seeing it in a little bit more of a serious movie. So maybe it worked out for the best. But of course, Robin Williams had problems years ago, Warner Brothers before this, because he was supposed to play the Joker and they kind of did a bait and switch to him. They kind of, you know, used him as bait uh, for Jack Nicholson to take the role. And he was not happy about this. They tried to make amends later on with this, and it just didn't work out, uh, and he didn't get the Riddler part, but let's talk about these two villains, so Riddler, um, Jim Carrey, this is Jim Carrey at the peak of his fucking powers, this is, like, if you didn't grow up in the 90s, and you don't know, like, you know Jim Carrey from movies you've seen here and there, and stuff like that, and you weren't a kid during this time, like, Jim Carrey was like a fucking superhero himself at this time, this was... Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask. Like, he could do no wrong at this point. He was a superstar, and, like, I was, as a kid, I was a diehard. I was a diehard fan 
of Jim Carrey. I mean, he was just everywhere. And what was not to love? He was just fucking hilarious. I loved all his movies. His, his movies were, you know, Ace Ventura's definitely got a lot of adult humor in it. But as a kid, it's 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 funny to you. It's a guy holding his ass cheeks and then talking out of his butt. <laughs> so, like, what's not to like about that as a kid? He does a good job in this movie for the role he was hired for. He's, he's playing Jim Carrey as the fucking Riddler. Uh, you really can't uh, knock what he's doing. I like his look. It's a little crazy. He's got the orange hair. He's got the tight jumpsuits on. It works. Now, Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know what the fuck Tommy Lee Jones is doing. He's kind of trying to match Jim Carrey. And he's kind of trying to do, like, uh, you know, a whole Joker thing. He's trying to, oh, I kill the big block bad. And he's, he's really, like, anything that Jim Carrey does in this movie, he's just trying to capture that energy as well. He's running around. Uh, I've watched an interview with Jim Carrey where, like, Tommy Lee Jones did not like him and, and, and verbalized this to him, I think, more than one time. On more than on more than one occasion, rather, and like it just adds depth to the role too. Cause you see them, and just Tommy Lee Jones being this grumpy old guy, but but trying to really keep up with Jim Carrey, especially that he didn't like him. I could just picture that going down. But the villains they work for the most part. As I said, like Two Face should probably be a little bit more subdued. But the overall tone of this movie, you know, right from the beginning, it's goofy. I mean, I watched it. I hadn't watched it in years. And I, I just put this video on my TikTok, uh, <laughs> if you follow me, at, at Dom Solo Reels. And it was the very beginning of the movie. And it's literally like, you know, they're showing the suspenseful music, the build-up. Uh, they're, they're showing Kilmer getting into the suit. Then they show the Batmobile. And then, like, all this build-up. And then all of a sudden, Alfred's just like, should I prepare dinner, Master Wayne? And then he's just like, no. I'll get drive through like, and it's like, what the hell that sets the whole tone for the movie. And this is something that's going to come into play, especially, uh, when we get to Batman and Robin, which I will do at some point where, you know, we went from like McDonald's not being happy that these toys were suitable for a happy meal to the movie itself revolving around, promotions, commercials, and especially toys and Happy Meals, because that's what it would become ultimately when Batman and Robin came out. Uh, and this is just one of those moments. Like, this scene, I remember it in in commercials, whether it was Burger King, McDonald's. I remember that. No, we'll get drive through. And was that scene shot for just that? I mean, you got to believe it was, uh, because that was the times, and that's what the studio was going for. And yet, yet again... They get really heavy-handed with it, uh, with Batman and Robin, which we will get to. But, the, you know, you see it in the movie already. Uh, you know, part of it is obviously Joel Schumacher's design and the way he wants these, you know, uh, you know, the costume designers that work with him and how he wants these suits to look. I mean, the bat nipples was a big thing uh, that were added. But you see it a little bit. You know, Robin and Batman, they got pretty cool costumes. Uh, you know, most of the time Batman's wearing a similar, you know, variation on what he wore in Batman 89 and Batman Returns. And then it evolves a little bit, but you see it, uh, full throttle in like when you get to Batman and Robin and it's just the, the outfits, the costumes, they're all made for figures. Uh, but as I said, in the beginning, you get the tone, you feel if you're a fan of the Batman 66 show, which I do love. 
you feel that tone, whether it's the, you know, it's boiling acid, the security guard in the beginning. I will say I fucking love the Batmobile. Uh, I definitely like the Batmobile in this. I don't like it better than the Keaton Batmobile, but there's just something about it with the blue lights. I had the toy when I was a kid, too. I think it had like a rocket that shot out of the front. And it's one of those things I, I hold near and dear to my heart. The score, listen, the score is not Danny Elfman. But I think the score, who's by, uh, who did the score? Elliot Goldenthal. Uh, I think it works. You know, it's like the... I think it works with the, um, you know, Joel Schumacher, neon lights and shit like that. I think it fits with the tone of the movie, like the Danny Elfman uh, score fit with those movies. Um, Yet again, I like Kilmer. Um, I, I think he works, uh, as I said, he, he's doing his thing. He's a handsome guy. You know, we know him from fucking Top Gun as Iceman. Uh, apparently he was a jerk. I know that Joel Schumacher in some interviews said like everybody was great to work with. Jim Carrey was wonderful and stuff like that. And he just specifically said like Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer was a nightmare to work with. So I don't know the details of that, uh, but there's, there's, there's classic scenes in this movie, right? I mean, at the fucking circus, when uh, Robin's parents are about to get fucking executed, which, may I add, like, is, is violent, is a violent death for a movie that was, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm going to talk about a little bit, because the whole, I keep bringing up McDonald's, but the whole controversy that, you know, Batman Returns got too dark, there's dark stuff in this movie. I mean, like, Robin's family falls to their death. And they're, like, laying in their blood. And it's, like, they're they're fucking... That's that's gruesome. I remember seeing that as getting me, like, fuck. And I remember, like, home video, you know, rewatches. I was always kind of like that scene. Always kind of gave me uh, a little anxiety. Uh, now, another, another thing, uh, you know, as far as ridiculous, is just, like, at the circus, Batman is just trying to fight off people in regular clothes. You know, he's running around, and, like, people are everywhere. You're going to tell me nobody saw Bruce Wayne just go downstairs and start, like, fighting criminals? I know he had no time to go get in the bat suit, but, you know, it gets a little... The tone, this is what I'm saying, the tone gets a little ridiculous. Now, another thing, as far as... Um, I think that was a firework, by the way. If you just heard an explosion in the background, I'm, I'm good. Uh, but another thing, as far as, like, adult themes... Yo, Nicole Kidman, in this movie... Love her, hate her. I know she's doing the AMC movies uh, commercials. We come to this place that I see every time I go to the movies. But, you know, she straight up, like right from the beginning of this movie, just wants to fuck Batman. Like she's, she's, she tells him, she puts everything on the table. She's like not even, she's not even like alluding to it. She's like essentially saying like, come to find me and have sex with me. Like, and as far as for like a kid's movie, I don't know. This was the thing, like the Joel Schumacher uh, himself, the, his style kind of creeps in with that. And it's a little weird at times. He feels shit. And I remember feeling uncomfortable as a kid. I remember now watching it the other day at fucking 34 years old. I was still uncomfortable. Uh, then, of course, you got, you know, the classic with the good. A lot of the stuff that happens at the circus is just burnt into my mind. I mean, the, the Harvey, I'm Batman. <laughs> I love that scene, and I particularly love that scene because me and my friends, when I was, you know, uh, when I used to go out a lot more and go to bars and stuff like that and clubs and whatnot, 
when we were bored and there was just way too many people around, we would do that to each other. Like we would just yell at the top of our lungs, Harvey, I'm Batman. Just And it was kind of like a, an experiment to see if anybody would actually hear us. And, and yes, nobody hears us. So that is one of the most realistic things in this movie. Him yelling Batman at the carnival, it, they would never hurt him. Robin, let's talk about him, uh, played by Chris O'Donnell. I like Chris O'Donnell as an actor. I, I think he's he's a fun guy. He's charismatic. Uh, you know, he fits in the movie. I don't know how old he was at this time. You know, when you're a kid, um, it, watching it, I felt like, all right, he was significantly younger than Val Kilmer. But, like, when you're watching it as an adult, it's kind of goofy because he's, it's, it feels like he's 40 years old. I mean, I know he's not 40 years old. He's probably, like, early to mid-20s. But, you know, Robin always had that, you know, style that he was younger. He was a kid. You know, even the Batman 66, it's a little weird. You know, played by Burt Ward. He's a little bit older and stuff like that. But in this movie, uh, it feels a little off. You know, he's going. He's living with Bruce Wayne. Like, he could probably go uh, on his own. But he he works for the most part. It's it's a funny thing with Robin. And I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how they do it. They're supposed to do a Batman, Brave and the Bold. That's basically going to be a Batman and Robin tale. I think it's going to be Damian Wayne, though. I think it's going to be Bruce Wayne's son as Robin. So that'll maybe, they'll maybe be able to make it a little bit more realistic with that. But Batman, the Dick Grayson, uh, Robin, they, they've always been, it's hard to translate that to film. Because, you know, in the comic, it was literally a kid. And then, you know, do you do a kid? I mean, I guess you could do a kid. You could do a kid, some badass kid nowadays, but it's a tricky thing. Cause is it goofy? You know, does it kind of lighten the mood of Batman? That's the problem, too, why I think, like, you didn't see a traditional Robin in the Christopher Nolan, you know, Batmans. You've seen, um, you know, the John Blake character come in Dark Knight Rises, uh, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but you don't really see... A Robin, even in the Robin Pattinson one, I don't think you're gonna see, you know, a Robin in that. It's it's just difficult. The only tease we got recently was when Ben Affleck was Batman and Batman vs Superman, and they kind of alluded that you know, Robin was dead with the suit, and I don't know if they were going for the whole like Joker beating him to death, like in the comic. But it's a it's a tricky thing with Robin. He's he's a he's a funny character to bring to the screen. And we'll see down the road. But I think Chris O'Donnell does a decent job. I think they do a decent job putting Robin into this to feel. Some of the stuff feels a little cheap. Obviously, he just right away goes to live with Bruce Wayne. But his parents die. And they, they you know create this whole thing where he wants revenge. And, and Batman's going to steer him in the right direction. He wants to kill Two-Face and all this shit. Uh, you know, but yeah. There's a little reference in here where I think it's when... Uh, Robin's actually his parents die and they're like Bruce Wayne says the circus probably halfway to Metropolis that was a cool thing that was a cool thing as a kid especially because that's like acknowledging that Metropolis exists in a live action Batman which you're kind of acknowledging that maybe Superman exists uh there's the wet laundry scene uh with the guitar riffs I don't know you know what I'm talking about it's out of nowhere uh, Robin just, I guess they're trying to show his skills and all that he's learned in the circus and the way he dries his laundry and I, I don't know what goes on. I will tell you who does a good job in this movie. Fucking one, uh, Pat Hingle who returns as Commissioner Gordon, a nice lovable Commissioner Gordon. He comes in 
you know, continues his role from the first two. And then also, also you get Michael Go, who plays Alfred, who's great. He's one of my favorite Alfreds. I mean, if it's it's him and Michael Caine up there for me, uh, top two, because he's just such a lovable, a lovable guy. And you know, maybe he has a niece or a granddaughter or whoever she is that's going to come in in the next one. Maybe that character is going to be played by Alicia Silverstone. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, this movie, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Do I, do I think it's a great Batman movie? No, but rewatching it, especially now, it's a change of tone. It's a change of pace after you watch Batman and Batman Returns. You can't recreate, nobody's going to recreate that Tim Burton style. So like when they had a new director in here, they had to let him go nuts. And I think it works. I think for the most part it works. Uh, as I said, is it the best Batman movie? No. Uh, is there a lot of neon stuff that's maybe unnecessary? Sure. Uh, you know, with with the dark and gloomy stuff that Tim Burton does, this is basically, you know, uh, Joel Schumacher's version of that. He does the neon stuff. The riddles are fun. You know, uh, they, I, I do like that they amp up the riddles and the envelopes he gets and the creativity and the... the the fucking Bruce Wayne head and whatnot. I like the riddle scenes. I like Batman solving the riddle scenes. When he's just like, mm, this, what's e? e? E Enigma, Edward Enigma. I like all that stuff. I think it's fun. Tommy Lee Jones, as I said, why he killed a big black bat. He's running around. We flipped a coin. And he does kind of like, which, listen, I'm not like a, a deep fucking Two-Face fan in the lore. I know him from the animated series. I know him from the comics. You know, obviously he popped up in Dark Knight. But, like, I don't think Two-Face really does that too often where he talks and, like, I'm too us, us. You know, they kind of they kind of amp up that um, there's two of them. They're two personalities. Which I, I don't really, like, like it. I just like where you see Harvey Dent creeping out at some points. You know, I like that interpretation. And then you see the, you know, the two-faced, the, the the villain character creeping out. I like when they do it like that. Uh, that's the way Aaron Eckhart kind of played him. Uh, you see him like that more in the animated series, and that works for me. You do see a, a glimpse, though, a moment uh, where Tommy Lee Jones, towards the end when uh, Bruce Batman is trying to convince him to flip his coin... Where he has a moment where he's like, well, Bruce, you've always been a good friend. I kind of like that moment because he kind of, uh, re, you know, resorts back to being Harvey Dent for a moment. Uh, which he doesn't do enough in this movie. A lot of it is two-faced, red-faced. The look is a little bit all over the place, too. It's fucking red. But my cousin Frankie had that Halloween costume. And that fucking Halloween costume was awesome when we were growing up. And all the toys and shit like that. So this movie will always, uh, I'll hold it close to my heart for those reasons. And obviously, listen, it's not the worst movie in the world. It's not the worst Batman movie. We'll get to that one next time. But um, <laughs> when we do delve into Batman and Robin, it's fun. You'll enjoy it yet again. Uh, fun moments. Decent. Now, there's all these this talk about a, a Schumacher cut. There's been images for years of the giant bat and all this stuff. Uh, just the other day, I think it was actually the night I was maybe watching this. Because uh, I live in New York, Kevin Smith has a, a theater in New Jersey, Smod Castle Cinemas. He, he, as like a bonus, he has acquired apparently the the Schumacher cut. It's like a rough cut of it. It's you know it's presentable. It's not in like the from what I heard. It's not 
HD or anything like that, but he's acquired a version of it and he kind of, you know, played it as had his theater as like a bonus after he had a different event. Uh, I haven't heard any reviews about it lately, but it does exist, right? This extended cut does exist. Apparently, it's a little bit more serious. It goes to some different places that the, uh, you know, plot didn't go to in the original. And I'm definitely curious to see it. I would love to see it to see if it is a better movie. It's a funny thing with a lot of these extended editions sometimes because or alternate versions, especially when they get swept under the rug for years, uh, the hype and your imagination of what they could be usually outweighs what they end up being, right? It's not like, oh, it's, a, you know, I mean, listen, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a completely different movie. And I was somebody who didn't think that was going to be anything. And it ended up bringing me uh, more joy than the theatrical version, right? So I, I'd like to see the Schumacher cut. I mean, the movie's coming up on an anniversary I think it'd be nice if they if they restored it and they released it. They could make money off of it. They could re-release it in theaters, whatever they want to do. I think it would be cool to see it. I don't really, I don't know. I mean, if they, that copy leaks, that's um, not in tip-top shape. I'll probably watch it. But I heard there's not like final music in it and stuff like that. So kind of you don't really get to experience it for what it is. I'm just hoping Warner Brothers hears uh fans and just releases it what is it going to cost them really to just fucking restore that put some music on it have somebody supervise it and just make the movie uh and this alternate cut maybe it'll be better i mean maybe it tones down the comedy and stuff like that and makes it work who knows but this is the version we have batman forever and it ain't too bad it's enjoyable as i said jim carrey tommy lee jones running around in competition with each other who's going to be the better villain and and val kilmer val kilmer fucking with bat nipples, he does that smile at one point when he's after he's with Nicole Kidman, and it's like it's become a a gif, a gif, whatever the hell the fuck you call it. But yeah, that's the episode for today. Um, I will be disappearing for a few days, to say the least. That's all I'll say. Uh, so the next podcast will probably be sometime like next week. Uh, but yeah, this is the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome. Uh, I've, as I said, go check out episode 58, which was Batman 89, Batman Returns. Uh, I recently did the Indiana Jones movies. I talked about Flash. There's, just go scroll back. Go through the history. We're up to 68. Episode 68 of this podcast. And I'm having fun. Hope you're having a good time. If you like uh, and enjoy, subscribe, do all that st- stuff, rate and review, whatever the hell goes on. Check me out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Dom Solo Reels, where I post other movie-related funny content and shit like that. And I guess I'll see you soon. Have a good night.